nothing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hi, welcome into a Wednesday edition of uh, Puck and Gas from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. The Feltulator is here. The great Curtis Calhoun is here on your headlines uh, throughout the morning and into the afternoon. We've got a real fun show for you, packed today. Uh, we should uh, bring you some laughs. We'll try to entertain you we'll as best we can. Uh, how about that last night, huh? Where were you when you saw the first Canadian in Canada pitch? A no-hitter. I was actually going over the Seahawks minicamp film <laughs> that I got sent over to my desk. Uh, Who's your favorite uh, rookie at minicamp? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, No, it's funny. The uh, Listen, now we have the Canadian National oh, there Anthem. there it is. There you Do go. Do you not? Uh, I don't know how you... St- I feel this is better than ours. I don't think there's any question. That's it's not even, said, not even a comparison. I've said that. It's way better than our national The true anthem. north, strong and, and free. It's about you know, defending and your love for you. Yeah, it's awesome. When that guy up north for the Canucks does it, oh. with the greasy hair yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. dripping. The big opera singer, yeah, and he lets I the crowd sing. love that. No, it's great. I absolutely love that. It's, uh, I'll tell you, it was yep. fun last night. I So... It seems like every Mariners no-hitter, with the exception of Iwakuma, I've got some weird convoluted story okay. about what happened. Now, everyone's got to be honest in this room, and you must be honest mm-hmm. in our listening audience. Mm-hmm. All five of you that are listening, okay? Right. I've seen the meters. I know how many people are out there. That's right. When did you pick up the game? Uh, as I sat down on a, uh, on a chair in my uh, hotel room and looked and said, Oh, my God, Paxton threw a no-hitter on Twitter. <laughs> Now, now here, you were so, sitting in the big city last night. In the big, so we stayed yeah. in the big city last night. Yeah. Renee and I were, were we uh, uh, you oh, were watching the glad. game. I watched the start of the game, and I did say, "Man, he he looks good." Because I was laughing about the question I asked Crabtree. Oh. I go, "You know, big key tonight. You know, this is the in-depth journalism you're getting from me. Big key tonight is can can he follow up what he did last week?" And then I kind of laughed. I go, "How about that?" And Crab Cakes, to his credit, yeah. says, "You know." He's a guy who, when he gets in a groove, he rides it for a while. Okay, Curtis, I mean, it's as much as predicting he was going to throw a no-hitter. He sent me a text right after the game, said, how about what I said to you? Uh, like, I couldn't. I was like, he's right on track. So I'm watching, and I think we watched, and you know, Renee and I were talking and talking yeah. about our days, and I'm bitching about you guys, and she's complaining about <laughs> stuff at her office. You know, just your typical unloading the stuff. That's how stuff. we do as That's married right. couples. That's, That's right. Exactly. How was your day? Yeah. Uh, and, and so this I... This mother boy. I think I remember... Like seeing at the end of the third inning that he hadn't given up a hit, but it didn't really register yeah, with sure. me. And so then we decided we're gonna go get some dinner. And oh. we were in a place with the TV, but I'm like, nah, you know, nah, who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. talking to my wife. Right, we're having a nice conversation. There's 162 of these things. I watch plenty of them. Let me tell you. So then we go out. We walk around some more. We get back to the room. I, I sit oh. down and I and I hadn't opened my phone for a couple hours. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, oh my god! Years. And it had just ended. Oh. So I watched the replay on route. Which they was, went, they went to it. Uh, yeah, they are fairly yeah. soon after. Well, at the what game what about over. you? Uh, well, so remember, okay, remember we talked yesterday about about I had a, uh, I had the lawnmower in my van. That's I right. was taking That's right, the yeah. lawnmower. To, <laughs> I was taking my lawnmower because I broke the cord, the starter cord. I mm-hmm. broke, I broke it uh, a few months ago, and it's just been sitting in my garage. So I said, I'm going to take it. There's a lawn. There's only one place in this damn city mm-hmm. that you can take a lawnmower to and uh, everybody knows where it's, it's up on 99 mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and and uh it's called the one damn place that'll repair it's called your the lawnmower. one damn place that, that has lawnmowers. and the city so, council is thinking of acting a, a, well, a, a thousand dollar so lawnmower tax yeah, they're, gonna be out of, they're gonna be out of business so i take <laughs> it over there and i'm like hey you know obviously you can see what happened here I broke the cord god bless her and it's a lawnmower repair mm-hmm. 
service. And, and they, can't, they can't help you. They go, yeah, we're, we're too busy. We, we can't help you with that. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're, it says lawnmower repair. Like, Not, yeah, we're about a month out. I'm like, a month? It's a it, cord. How long does this take? It's a cord. When did you break it? Just the other day? Oh, no, this months ago. I've been borrowing my neighbor's lawnmower for almost six well, months. <laughs> you know where I'm going here, and I could you could say the same thing to me, because I should have gotten mine serviced over uh, the winter. You need to get this done over the winter. I know, I know. Right? I, I mean, that's to state the obvious. So I then I'm, I'm a man. We talked about how I can't do anything handy. So I said, I'm going to have some pride. I'm going to f- try and fix this on my own. So I, I do what every man does who's good with tools. I look up on YouTube. How do I fix a lawnmower? Right, sure. And damn it, I mean, there are a thousand videos how to fix a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. The, exactly what it is. So... Anyways, long story short, I'm in the garage. I've got the game. I've told you this before. It, hopefully, so, Softy, turn the radio down. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to the game more than I like to watch it. No, it's that, just me as a baseball fan. That's what I like. I I, I, uh, I do as well. But that's just... I like it as much. I will go in my backyard, yeah. especially when it's sunny out. I'm not going to sit inside, and I will just have the game on the radio, and I will just listen uh, as I'm putting around outside. I, I think I think it was last year that... Whenever Calabro's doing the NBA Finals, yeah, I drag, I drag. I've got one radio left. I drag it out on the back porch and I sit and listen to him. I don't even watch. I'm like, so, I just want to hear Kevin. So I'm going him. old school guy garage. I got, the, I'm in the garage working on a lawnmower, all greased up, listening to the game. Uh, I want to pop a beer open, but I can't because I got to go pick up my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm listening to the game for about, I don't know, from four to about f- almost five o'clock because then I got to go pick up my son. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to the game, but I'm, it, you know how you're when you're working on something, you're kind of in and out. I'm. I know that he's pitching well and everything, but I'm not even hearing that Rick Riz and, and Gary Hill, who are on the call on the, on the radio, mm-hmm. they're not saying no hitter at all. Now, I'm sure at some point Riz, and it was still early in the game, said, well, the Blue Jays don't have any hits. I miss that. Right. So I go pick up my kid. He's over on Finney Ridge. I'm not gone all that long. we got to go into the grocery store, pick us a few things for dinner. Mom's out of town, so i got to make dinner. Come home. Go start cooking dinner. Uh, in the kitchen, and I flip on. I have my phone. I put the, the game on. I'm watching. I'm watching it now. At this point, I'm seeing again. Okay, the I think they got two runs at that point. I think this is before. Well, is this after the Zanino home run? I can't remember where it's at. But anyways, and I'm saying, oh, he's pitching great. And uh, we get dinner, eat dinner, and all that. And the, it's the end of the eighth inning. It's still, I it still has not dawned on me that he has a no hitter. Mm-hmm. Really? It, no, because every time I look, <laughs> you've down seen the whole TV, game. Well, I but it's just on in the background, right? But it's, okay, got it. Yeah. But it hasn't dawned on me because I keep every time I look, they don't have the line up there. And if they did have the line, I just didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to it. In right, line. right. And finally, we get done with dinner, and it's the, it just the eighth had just ended, and I'm and I'm seeing it. Oh, and Paxton's going to go back out there. I'm like, damn. Let's watch this. I'm like, this is. I'm like, when yeah. the, I don't think he's ever thrown a complete game, which he Turns had. Out not. he had not. And I'm like, well, this is great, awesome for him. <laughs> so I sit down. Now my kids are right there, and 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 I look, and then they you know they come back from commercial. There's the line. I'm like. And of course, the genius that I am, it takes me like five seconds to realize it. Oh, wait a minute. He has a no hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, where have I? Because I have been off Twitter since about 3 30 at yeah, this point. That's the only way you're going to find out because of that insane, we can't mention the no hitter. And then crap. I'm going on Twitter and everyone's freaking. I'm like, I've been out, I've been out of the party for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, so then I do you know, the great dad moment. My kids love sports. They love, they really, they love baseball. Uh, especially the the four year old who has a love hate with baseball because he hates t ball for ten minutes and then loves it. Mm. We sat down, uh, we all watched it together, explained to them what was going on. They didn't really understand what was going on. Right, right. They just said, "So he's pitching really, really good right now." I said, yeah, yeah he's doing an that's awesome right. job. That's what he's doing. And we uh, we watched the the final inning, and then like you, I went and watched then all the highlights. 
Root did an amazing job after the game of, of up, you know, showing everything. And, yeah. and that's, yeah, I picked up in the ninth inning. How about, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. But, it, but again, it, it, that's easy to do because a baseball is a background sport. Yeah. It's a sport you can have on and it's on 162 nights. So there are nights where it's just wallpaper in your oh, life. Oh, man. What about you? Yeah, felt too. I when did you feel? Well, I was preparing for Sounders Weekly for most of the afternoon. That's the best so, answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I only picked up on what was going on with two outs left in the game. So we all, the two three of us, left in the game. This is your journalistic radio yeah. show of record. This is this is where. <laughs> oh. Does anybody else call themselves the show of record in this town? We should steal that because that's what we are. We are the show of journalistic record here. We so, know what the hell's happening. So be honest, everybody on the text line of four nine four five zero. When did you realize that James Paxton, Jimmy Paxton, had a no hitter uh, last? He got to be honest. We'll even yeah. probably bring this back. We have another question. We'll throw out with lunch with listeners. Maybe we'll even bring it back uh, with lunches uh, with listeners as well. I one of the when people really found out that he had a no hitter. It's a perfect one to miss because it's a four o'clock start. Yeah. It's it, you know it's not a set. If this is on the road at Oakland and you're home, you probably are paying a little sure. more. You know this was this was a game that was easy start. to have on him. I had no. You at least were fixing a lawnmower. You were getting ready to do a radio show. I'm just sitting <laughs> having drinks, not paying attention to it. Going, uh, what are the odds that I actually fix this lawnmower? I'd oh, say I slim think. to none. Well, it's not going to happen. You have to name it Big Maple if you do. No. You have I'm not going to name them Big Maple. Which it's just, you're, gonna, you're going to have to surrender that because as of last they night. They can you, have Big Maple. Yeah. It's ma- He's Maple Jim uh, <laughs> to me. A great job yeah. by uh, by James Pax. I mean, there's so many great. It's the six no hitter. That's the first one on the road. He's the first. He's the first uh, Canadian-born pitcher who gave up dairy, who had an eagle land on his right. shoulder to throw a perf or to throw a no hitter in Canada. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that it's, will go down in the record books. We've got. I got to explain something too because the poll question has been un- unleashed, and I don't think people know what one of the abbreviations okay. means, and I think it's impacting the voting, and I think that's unfair. So I want to make sure we get this out. Uh, we, we, biggest key to James Paxton's no hitter, and we've tagged James in this, so we'll see if he's cool Perfect. like Marco Gonzalez and wants yes. to play along. Yeah. 61% right now. So, well, the eagle landing on his head. That's the obvious right. answer. 8% say giving up dairy, because we, we had that, that he'd given up dairy, was right? A big spring training uh, nugget we learned. This is something that, as the journalistic show of record, we dug up that his pregame meal, he ate poutine soaked in R&R. <laughs> R&R is a nice, a good, good, tasty, cheap Canadian whiskey, oh, for those Canadian of you who don't whiskey. know. Eight poutine soaked in R&R, and then only 3% are saying pregame wisdom from SATC. And a lot of people are going, well, what the, what, what is that? I don't get that. I'm not voting for something I don't understand. That's the special assistant to the chairman. <laughs> and we can't fit his, we can't fit Ichiro in there because Twitter only gives you like 14 characters for these dopey oh, things. Goodness. So pregame wisdom from, and look, let's not discount that. Ichiro is many things. Hey. Mystical is one of them. He's got some some crazy hey. stuff flies out of that yapper of his occasionally, I mean, and maybe it was that. Come on, look at him. I mean, he come on. He's, he's he has a, a no hitter the day you know the the start after that he's been named special chairman, special assistant to the chairman. One or the next start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. Come on. Yeah. He's on. He's on Ichiro's well, own and, roll. And, and hang on a minute. And Ichiro's last game for the time being was in his last start. There you go. This all started with Ichiro starting in left field. So Stanton's right. We should give all credit in the world to Ichiro. Why not? Hell, yeah, if, that, if this is what it's... Look, look if Ichiro <laughs> wants to wear a uniform and do cartwheels on the field Was afterwards... Was he on the field, yes or no? Because that, I, that I photo looked... It looked photoshopped. I sure didn't see him. I watched all the yeah. celebration videos. I didn't see him popping around. He was in full, the photo I saw from our buddy Alex that he was on. He was in full uniform on the field, but it looked it looked photoshopped to me. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know, but it's uh, it what a fun night and just night. the 
and and there's some cool stories about this that we'll talk about yeah. obviously as the as the day progresses but but I just you know a couple of things that that I mean that would have jumped out at everybody I think was was um the look on Paxton's face when was it Gordon who made the second out in the eighth kind of had a long run and made it and, and oh yeah and and it was kind of him the look on his the face slide. told me okay I, I I know what's going on here. Yeah. You know, this, I know that was very lucky that we're, that we're still on this thing. It was, I don't know. It was such a cool night. I mean, see, there were so many, the, the Seager played obviously to clinch the Neuter. The, the play, uh, in the seventh inning, right? When he had to make the play down the line yeah. and then the throw to Healy. I mean, listen, Healy should get a lot of credit for put, picking that thing out of the dirt for crying out no loud. No doubt. And his reaction. This is all part of the coolness of it. Healy. Pumping his fist yeah. with that, like yeah, again, yeah, not being under- not being too cool for school. Let's yeah. let some emotion into this because we're all doing it. The gamble catch in the eighth inning, you know, running yeah. back to to the wall to make the catch. I'll say this, and now the Seager play should get re- repeated as really the play of the game when you, when you talk about the seventh inning. I'll give you an under an underrated play, and it's not really underrated because it happened happened in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Gordon's catching the first inning. Yeah, yeah. Gordon, yeah. I mean, now listen, if he doesn't make that catch, it's it's, it's over. It's I a one-hitter, and right. it's like, yeah, nice effort last night, but, James. But his, you got to go back and remember, if people you know tuned in late to that, his, and you watch the highlights, his catch in the first inning, that was it was a difficult run for him, and and uh, and you know, and whether he got a late start on, but he made a great catch in the first inning, mm-hmm. and then that and just sparked the whole thing. It was great, awesome job uh, there by James Paxton again, six no hitter in franchise history. Randy uh, Basio, Felix Iwakuma, and then of course the uh, combined no hitter. Now we had something planned. We planned this yesterday, and it's perfect because he fits into this as well because he has Canadian blood running through his veins. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guy, the mayor of Maple Valley, is going to join us coming up next because I wanted to ask. It's something we brought up a few weeks ago, and I want to get his thoughts on this, and then we'll also talk about Paxton with him and his Canadian side will will revel in what James Paxton did yesterday because really Ian hates America he loves Canada he's well you know yeah when you're when you're 50 50 yeah the the story that's going on right now with the Las Vegas Knights uh them if they reach and they start tomorrow I believe if they reach the Stanley Cup finals and they're in the Western Conference finals now is it good or bad for the NHL to have an expansion team play for the Stanley Cup and is it good or bad here locally for this market that they, if they reach it and they win, that an expansion team wins the Stanley Cup? I want to ask Ian about that. We'll discuss it. I think it's a fascinating topic because obviously we're getting hockey here uh, in a couple of years. The mayor of Maple Valley, the pride of Canada, joins us next. Now back to Puck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Hi, welcome back to the radio program. Oh, it's our pleasure. Right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, ladies and gentlemen, today is a day in which he says to anyone that asks him, I am 100% Canadian. I've got 100% maple syrup (laughs) running through my veins. Not 50%, 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of Maple Valley, Ian Furness. Hi, Ian. Good good morning. How are you? How did you celebrate last night with your fellow countrymen through a no-hitter? Uh, as soon as it ended, we hustled out the door to a uh, high school football meeting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's a, you're living a hell of a life down there. Okay, isn't so, it? That's what you do. You know, that's what you do. So, yeah, we have a yeah. lot of great reaction on our text line, the Heritage Distilling text line at at four nine four five one. We've asked everyone to be honest because we all were honest. 
Where, when did we actually find out that James Paxson had a no hitter? I found out in the top of the, uh, in the ninth inning. I found out in the, in the ninth inning when they came back from break that he actually had a no hitter. And, uh, and I saw the final three outs. Gas realized, didn't realize he was at dinner. And then looked on Twitter once it was over. Then he realized he had a no hitter. Yeah. yeah, about ten minutes after it was over, I'm like, "Hey, look at this." Uh, Feltsy, I he did not realize until it was over because he was preparing no, for his two outs show. away. Two outs away. That's right. When did you wow. realize? Were you watching it? When did you realize he had a no? No, no. I was on the computer. Um, I was working on some stuff for the golf tournament, and I, I kind of was glancing at Twitter every now and then. I said, "Oh, they're up five nothing. That's cool. I'm still five nothing. That's great. Five nothing." And then about the seventh <laughs> inning. I noticed, I think it was Alex Akita, somebody said something like, nobody move, nobody do anything, stay as you are, and I'm like, uh-oh. hmm, uh-oh. And so I flipped on the TV, and lo and behold, I see the line, and it's like, you know, I'm through seven zeros, and I'm like, okay, how about that? So, yeah, I was late to the party, too, I'll be if, honest. If you had one thing, I put a, twi- uh, a, twitch- uh, twitcher, a picture on Twitter last night of three things to celebrate. If you, you could choose one. If it was Tim Bits from Tim Hortons, if it was Canadian whiskey, a little R and R, or if it was poutine, I, what, give poutine. me the order. Poutine, you, poutine, wow. number one. not even a hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a hesitation. Good yeah. poutine, good poutine. I'm going with that. Uh, Tim Bits would be two. Really? Canadian whiskey overrated. Uh, so <laughs> unless it's, well, I guess we go Crown. If it was a Crown, I'd go with that maybe. But yeah, I'm going to go poutine probably. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll go poutine. Okay. Our, our poll question is asking people what the biggest key was, and right now, second place, uh, the, the runaway winner is the biggest key to Paxton's no hitters: the eagle landing on his head. That's when it all started. Yeah. Uh, but twenty eight percent of our voters uh, say that he ate pregame poutine soaked in R and R, which you'd have to admit would make a guy pretty fearsome out God, there on the mound, and that'd be pretty damn tasty. R and R that brings me back to some days gone by. Yeah. Much younger, much more hungover. That's a that's yeah. an old reference right there. Thank you, thank you very uh, much. I'm yeah. here to help. All right, Ian. <laughs> I know you'll have plenty on your countrymen coming up uh, at one o'clock. I don't know how Ian will actually get through the show today. So the the Canadian pride is just running through him. Uh, I brought this. We brought this up a few weeks ago, and we kind of loosely touched on it. And I, you and I have have kind of chatted like when we were were crossing our paths. Uh, from show to show about this subject. And, I, and I'm curious from your perspective. Obviously, the NHL playoffs are underway. Game 7 is tomorrow between Nashville and Winnipeg, right? So that's in the Western right. Conference. And Correct. so yeah. whoever wins that will face Las Vegas, and then we'll have the four set because in the East it's Tampa Bay and the Capitals. I've been wondering this. That it's been a great, unbelievable season for the Las Vegas Knights, and everyone here is watching it locally because we're getting a hockey team here in a couple of years. Is it if they beat and they, will they be the favorite? Let me ask you this. No, no, they won't be no. the favorite against either of these teams. No, they'll be. They'll be the first time in the playoffs they haven't had home ice advantage as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. The NHL's got this goofy setup where, uh, really, you can make a pretty strong argument that maybe not as much in the East, but certainly in the West, uh, the top teams played each other in the first couple rounds, and certainly the, in the. Western Conference semifinals. I don't think there's any doubt that the two best teams are are uh, okay. Nashville and, and Winnipeg. You, you know, and I understand why you call it goofy, uh, uh, Ian. I've looked. I kind of like it because it promotes more regional play within the playoffs, which which meant like out west, we got to see the West teams play. Right. So it doesn't always. It's not always going to work that way, but it's kind of designed to do that. The old idea that hey, you seed and you always have the the best teams. You you wait as long as you can till they play each other. But I don't mind this that much. Well. It, 
the part of it that's good gas is that, yeah, you had California against Nevada, basically, in the first two rounds, and then, you know, uh, what, Colorado against Manitoba and, and, you know, Nashville, Minnesota, all those. I mean, I guess it was Colorado, Winnipeg, and, and Minnesota the first round, and yeah, that Colorado, was terrific, Nashville man. the second. Yeah, I mean, so those were fine. I You know, it's one of the things that's going to be great when Seattle comes into the into the league is you're going to have a lot more geographic uh, rivalries taking place. Certainly Seattle-Vancouver people talk about, but I think Seattle and the Alberta teams and Seattle maybe as well with, with the California teams and maybe even Vegas. I mean, it's just, it's going to, it's going to, you know, it's truly going to feel like the West. I mean, remember for, for a long time, the NHL, Detroit was the Western Conference champion right. year right. in and year out, a team in the Eastern time zone, which is just idiotic. So, right. yeah, it's been all right. But yeah, no, to answer your question, Jace, they, they will not be the favorite. Okay. Um, both those teams are, are, I think, better, but, you know, <laughs> so far Vegas has, it bucked all the odds anyway, so who knows? So I've always wanted, I've always wanted this. And again, you know, when I, when I go, when I think of hockey, I think of you. You are my hockey, you are our hockey expert in this town. And the gas, you've always been a, a massive hockey fan, uh, throughout the years. And so I think that it's perfect that both of you guys are on this, because I've wondered this if, because I thought if if Vegas reaches the Stanley Cup Finals, and if they win it, I thought, man, this is is this bad for the league if they win it in their very first year? Then I then I would ask myself, okay, let me let's say it's Seattle, and Seattle were were to win it in their first year, I wouldn't be like, well, this is bad for the league, right? Because right. I'm we'd right. be fans, but I, I'm curious for, from your perspective, Ian. I guess both locally for the expansion team, you know, when when Seattle gets a team here. And then I also the question nationally: If Vegas were to win it all, what would it be good or bad uh, for the league as a whole, and would it be good or bad for locally here for hockey fans? Well, let's start with locally because I, I think for locally it would be bad, and, and because already I think and it's now I think Vegas getting to the playoffs was great for Seattle. It, you know, and it was, and and maybe even even if they would have just barely missed out, but all the enthusiasm. But I mean, Vegas getting to the playoffs is good for Seattle. And they're in our expansion franchise here because it shows you can be competitive under the format and you're not going to be a bottom feeder. You know, I mean, the MLS has, has done it right over the last, I don't know, gas. How many expansions have they, has the MLS had in the oh. last you know, decade? A ton, right? A, a ton, but, yeah. But those teams have all been, for the most part, competitive, right? You know, I mean, Seattle hasn't missed the playoffs. Portland might have missed it once. Uh, the Whitecaps a couple times, but they've always been competitive. And Atlanta came in and has been good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've Minnesota's been, you know, was competitive. I mean, so... You know, the MLS did it right, whereas, you know, in the past with NFL and NBA teams, I mean, they're just horrific for years and years. And and the last time the NHL expanded uh, in, in a big way, none of those teams were good for a long time. So they've shown they can be good and competitive. So at least you know if you're buying a season ticket for Seattle, you're going to be a competitive team. Now that they've Now they've set a bar that's unreasonably high, and – Although the expansion rules will be the same, you know, you, you keep roughly one to two goaltenders and roughly, you know, eight to ten skaters, depending on how many defensemen, because there's more of a priority on that, et cetera. Uh, that's how many you can protect. And, and those, those expansion rules are, are, are the same as Vegas had. Well, the NHL GMs, who just got fleeced by, by George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon, the, the GM and assistant GM for Vegas, they just got fleeced before. Well, they kind of know what happened. I mean, they, they know what to expect the next time around. That's not going to happen this, this next time. Seattle will have a good competitive team. I don't doubt that at all. 
But I think to think that you're going to get guys like Riley Smith and William Carlson and James Neal and just hand it to you. I mean, hell, Florida handed the top two playoff scores to Vegas. Uh, Marshall and, uh, and, and Smith just handed them over. Here you go. Here you go. Top two scores in the playoffs for Vegas. Now, Vegas doesn't have anybody in the top ten in scoring in the playoffs because they haven't played as many games. But, I mean, they just handed those two guys over. That won't happen this time. They'll get some salary cap guys. They'll get some, you know, like people want to dump a salary cap. I mean, think football. Like if there's a Richard Sherman out there that you want to dump his salary and, and you'd be stuck with it because there's a hard cap in the NHL, then maybe, you, you know, you get a couple of those types of guys to make yourself competitive. But, uh, but I think to think that they're going to be a Stanley Cup contender in the first year like Vegas is, I, I think that's unrealistic. The, uh, the thing with Vegas also that helps them, I think, and I don't know how much it helped them this year, Ian, you know the roster better than me, but I think going forward will help them is player, whoever the first pro franchise was to get there was going to have such a love affair because the people there had been oh, thirsting yeah. for something they could call their own. It's the ultimate transient city, and the, but, but it's got millions of people who live there and like, we just want something we can call our own. And then also the fact that the weather's great. It's kind of a fun city to live in. If you're, if you're in your 20s and you've got a little money, I got to think guys are going to be lining up to go there as free agents. And, and even last year with the, with some of the free agents they signed, I'm sure it was not a hard sell at all to go, look, I know it's an expansion team, but it's in Vegas. I'll give that a try. Well, I think it, it part of it too, Gas, it's a good point because with Vegas, you have some guys in the NHL that live there. You know, right, like right. in the off season, you know, there, Arizona, what have you. I mean, there's a lot of guys that actually live there. And, and, you know, I know when I was in the IHL slash AHL, we had a, there was a team in Vegas that played in the Thomas and Mac that was really successful for many years. Um, it's always been a good hockey market in terms of fans kind of have enjoyed the game. Uh, and many players over the years have, have, you know, they go there, they hang out there, they maybe have a place there, that type of thing. And so Vegas was a destination. Now I will tell you this. You know, just from talking to guys around the league and, and, you know, and media people and even some ex-players that are in our area, Seattle will be a destination for free agents. Make no mistake. This will, this will not be a place where people will not want it. To the contrary, you're close to Canada. You're an easy flight, you know, a drive or an easy flight across the border. If you want to even go to Ontario, it's fairly easy from Seattle. And, Bo, by the way, we don't have a GST, PST, and any other T-tax you have out here, unless you live in Seattle, of course. And, uh, I mean, if you live in this area, you, you avoid the Canadian taxes, yet you're on the border in a great, desirable place to live. This, this will be a destination after a couple years for free agents. Make no mistake about that. And pot's legal, and we know about hockey players and their pot, Ian. You know, you know, yeah, we don't need, sure that's another show. players know what marijuana is. <laughs> <laughs> They're just good, clean Canadian but kids. Let me, let me exactly. ask you, again, uh, uh, Ian Furness is on with us, the mayor of Maple Valley, uh, joining us. We're just asking the question, does, does the Vegas Knights reaching the Stanley Cup Finals help or hurt the sport? Let me ask you, as a, as a hockey purist, though, I mean, the D-backs, they won it in their fourth year. Yeah. Uh, the Marlins won it in their fifth year, and people just killed them for it. And, and I, you know, Softy has talked about this a lot, and I, I would tend to agree with him. There's something about paying your due in sports. Sure. And I don't know how long you have to pay your due, but it feels like you have to kind of go through it a few times of heartbreak before you actually win it. We went through that, obviously, with uh, with the Seahawks. Now, the Sonics, for the, the golden age, they they did go through the heartbreak, but they didn't actually pull through and able to, to win the whole thing. If the Mariners ever win the World Series, they have paid their due. Um so as a hockey purist, though, do you like the idea of them winning it all in their first year? No, not at all. Um, and, and, and now it's part of it's twofold. Part of it's what you said. And I guess, and that's just, I guess that's petty. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. really petty on my part. And I think a lot of people's parts. I, I don't like it. Now, I, I will say this. 
I'm rooting hard. The two teams in the Western Conference, actually, you know what? Whoever wins it outside of Tampa Bay, I, you know, assuming it's not Vegas, I mean, if it's Nashville, Winnipeg, or Washington, that would be great. I mean, listen, no fan base has suffered more than the Washington Capitals fan base. Uh, and, and Alex Ovechkin is, I, I love him as a player. He plays it the right way. Um, you know, honest, hardworking kid, player. I mean, I like him a lot. I think he deserves it. Uh, obviously, with Na- Nashville, is just uh, being there in the fall for the Seahawks game. I, it's crazy. They have they have such an affinity for that mm-hmm. team. They love that hockey team, and it's really helped that. I mean, listen, it's you know that that's a, a region where hockey's growing and so forth. I'd love to see Nashville win it, and Winnipeg is the Seattle of of the NHL. They lost their team. They had their team stolen, mm-hmm. sent to a town that it should, should never have gone to in Atlanta and, or in Phoenix, rather, and then they get it back. You know, then they get a team back, and they've built that thing. Kevin Sheveldayoff is their GM. He has built that team the right way. Ground up, drafting well, some, some smart trades along the way. Uh, they, play, they play a good, hard, heavy, honest game. They come at you. They've got speed. They've got size. There, there's a little bit of old school in them. I love how Winnipeg plays. Uh, so, I mean, any of those teams that win it as a play, you know, now you're right. With, with, with Vegas, pay your dues, man. You know, and I guess that's just the bitter Sonic slash Mariner fan yeah. in me, but pay your dues. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, who, who went, like, Tennessee went to the Super Bowl really early, right? In their mm-hmm. tenure? Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, they went, they moved from Houston. I get that, but still it was a new team. Yeah, pay your dues. Pay your dues. Well, here's where, here's who it could hurt, ironically, is, uh, um, is Vegas. Ask Florida what happens when you win the World Series so quick. The, there's no reason for the fans to go back. Like, yeah. why am I going to buy tickets? Well, gosh, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how right are you? Because you know that. And, and listen, you know the Panthers have had success, and the Tampa Bay Lightning had success. I mean, I'm sure Lywicki can tell stories that. I mean, yeah. w- with fan bases that aren't, you know, that don't have a tradition and a past, that didn't have a big buildup, all of a sudden you just have success. Boom, you win. Well, then what's next? You know, like, like what's next? I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be a grind. Now, you, maybe you don't want to be the Toronto Raptors and always be really good and then always fall, which is kind of what the Washington Capitals are. You know, you're always good and then somehow you fall apart or you have, you know, the Capitals forever had, had, uh, had the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they knocked them off. It was a seven straight series or something. And, you know, I mean, the Raptors have that with Cleveland and LeBron. You know, there is that part of it, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you win it and then all of a sudden, what's next? You know, I mean, you expect to win it every year. I think, I think, in a sense, for Vegas, it would be bad for business. Although, I still, there's part of me that still thinks it's a pretty good fan base. Uh, just, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's, it's nuts how how crazy they are. I mean, everywhere I went, and I don't know if they're tourists or or locals, people wearing gear. It's 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 pretty cool. All right, put your pants back on after uh, your Canadian threw the no hitter last night. I'm going to ask you this because uh, I I stumped everybody in the sports pit. Okay, and I'm going to okay. test you right now. Of All course, right. six no-hitters in Mariners history. One of them, though, was a combined no-hitter. Can yeah. you name the six pitchers that were in that combined no-hitter? Furbush, League, Wilhelmsen. God, that's the only three I can get. Okay, there you go. I know those three. Okay. League, Wilhelmsen, and Furbush. Who started? <laughs> uh, God, I can't. Don't say anything, Gas. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. All right, you got you got three of them. Mm-hmm. You got three of the six. All right. Uh, maybe the other three. Have, uh, the other three? I'm not going to tell you. 
You're gonna, Why not? Because you have to think about it, and then at one o'clock you have the correct answer. Because I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask other people to come up with it. He may look on his phone here in about twenty seconds. I know, and, find out. and he can figure it out. Yeah, I it's want, not our job to do your yeah, prep for you, for Ness. Correct order. All right. Isn't there a thing called the Google? I can just Google well, it. Or yeah. you can go to the front page of your paper. It's right there. Um, all right, we'll see you at one o'clock. Peace. All right, there he is. Uh, Ian Furness uh, coming up uh, again at 1 o'clock, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, we'll, we'll dive more into that in the next segment. Get back into the Mariners as well. Uh, and then we'll keep the text rolling in right now at 49451. We all admitted that uh, we found out late or after the game that the no-hitter uh, happened there for James Paxson. Send us your story last night of the no-hitter. When did you find out that Jimmy Paxson, the Canadian, Maple Jim, had his no-hitter? We'll read those texts in next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Quickly, uh, Charles Davis, his weekly visit coming up uh, at 11 o'clock from the NFL Network, Fox Sports. Uh, brought to you by Premier Golf. Uh, we'll get a quick recap at 11.45 Sounders uh, Weekly uh, with Jackson Feltz. I'm told, I'm told, I'm crossing my fingers, uh-huh. that at some point D. Gordon is supposed to join the radio show between wow. in. The noon hour. He's so been... cross your fingers. He had three hits last night. Two great plays in the outfield. All around great guy, D. Gordon. He's been ducking us for weeks. Yeah, too. he's been avoiding us. Yeah. He's been avoiding us. So we'll see if uh, he joins the uh, radio program. Lunch with listeners. We'll have fun. One, I love all the stories that people are sending on the text line. They're great. Keep them. I mean, we're getting a thousand, a thousand texts on. Be honest. When did you find out that James Paxton actually had? A no hitter, and because uh, we all admitted, gas. You found out when when it was over. <laughs> That's the best. Part. I was all over that that dog. Let me tell you. And I found out when the bottom of the night started because I had, and I had been actually paying, not really paying attention, but had the game on the background and listening to the radio, but doing a bunch of different stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it wasn't really until it hit me. Uh, was the uh, bottom of the ninth inning. The Felt later had it with two, well, with two outs to go, but the funniest part was I'm sitting at my <laughs> desk working on the Sounders weekly rundown, just getting things ready to go with Andrew, oh, with Andrew Harvey, so and Softy and Dick Fane just come bolting into the sports pit like, is it on? Is it on? Is it on? Like, Is, is the TV oh, on? Yeah, yes, guys, the TV is on. Jeez. Uh, from the 425, found out in the bottom of the eighth inning, to my credit, Though I was trying to listen to the MLB app, but had no service on Vashon Island. No hitter definitely was the bright spot, bright spot after I ruined a pair of kicks at work and had to tell customers to clean up some paint I spilled. So there you go. Uh, oh, 425 good. also sitting on a beach in Hawaii, listening on my phone. Uh, this one, I was embarrassed. I thought I was at a. Ho- I thought it was a home game. I watched the replay and thought it was live. Lucky, That's lucky. Good. No friends bet me, and I took my uh, took my money, and uh, and uh, took my money, and uh, I enjoyed it as I th- thought I was watching it live. Can can we back up a little bit? Yeah. If I was in Hawaii, I still wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll guarantee you. And I know no. If, I, but if I'm in yeah. Hawaii, I'm my phone is gone. I'm like, sure. I would have no idea. I'd, I'd find out when I got back from well, Hawaii. I could see like sitting in Hawaii on a beach, at least having the game on in the background. That's not. I got nothing. I know I got, got nothing. But, yeah. but for me personally, yeah. no way in hell would I do that. If I'm in Hawaii, I'm listening to things going on in Hawaii. Here we go. From uh, fell asleep in the seventh inning, woke up uh, with my 12 year old screaming. Missed it live. Hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, but yeah, if you you, you got kids, is what happens. No, no, right? I, like, yeah. I, look, I'm pathetic too. What I'm it's saying pathetic is pathetic that you that you wake up, yeah, yeah your yeah. long day at work, and you missed it. Uh, let's see another one from Jeff. Fourth inning, I had the game cast on my phone 
while broadcasting a, a high school playoff baseball game. Well, Jeff wasn't even paying attention to the high school playoff game. How about that? The Angie Mentink, I thought, sent the coolest video. And uh, Are we still talking about the no-hitter? About the no-hitter, yeah, yeah. Not not just a cool video of her just, you know, walking around. What was it? What did she she sent this out this morning. It was really cool. So they were they were at a youth baseball game. Oh, I saw this, yeah, yeah. And all the kids are listening. All the kids, yeah. Uh back here in Northwest, uh eleven and under baseball team out of Monroe Sultan is trying to stay dry. It was a, it was uh it was the game was getting rained out. So they were in the dugout, all these kids watching on their phone or listening to it, the final inning how about that and then they went nuts when he did that's awesome they're all like put on that is awesome put on uncle rizzy and you know i feel bad for is our pal dave sims we ought to check in with him anyway but i think sims is gonna be back probably next homestand but yeah but you know he's been out for a month with that blown achilles Uh, thing and i mean that has that that would just make although sims is called he called felix's oh he's you've seen him he's seen him and he'd been around for a year or two so he's seen a few but i'm sure dave was sitting there I, I, I shout out to him because that's yeah. for any of us saying, "Oh, we missed it." For Dave, I'm sure he was sitting there going, "I cannot believe I'm not here doing this." And people are and and people are saying, "Yeah, no, Ichiro." And I've seen a picture was in full uniform, full uniform hey, for the handshake. The special assistant to the chairman. You know, you get special uh, assistant to the chairman. You can wear a uniform to games if you want. Uh, one last one was on Twitter. Saw everyone talking about. It, turned it on in the seventh inning and uh, watched it from here on out. And, and uh, puck replacing a broken cord is usually pretty easy. For the average <laughs> yeah. male yeah. and woman, for me, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you don't have to this make fun of puck. Well, and the thing on I'm watching YouTube, replacing a mower cord, mm-hmm. and it says uh, usually this guy who I'm watching says, "Oh, for the average person, it takes about an hour." Yeah. I'm like hour. I, it took me to get through screw, three screws off. It took an hour. Yeah, right. Uh, right. So, it's a four. I mean, I'm I'm not even done with it. I got to mm-hmm. go into today. So, uh, Charles, we'll get back more into baseball. Come at the eleven o'clock hour. Charles Davis, his weekly visit from the NFL Network, also Fox Sports, brought to you by Premier Golf. We'll talk a little NFL and other things uh, with Charles, including a funny nineteen eighty movie clips uh, at the end. Stick around.